Yeah, it's rock and roll. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and people outside the binary. This is Less Stupid with Thomas Huda, a show that's completely uncut, uncensored, and unsure what it's going to be like to be in these unfamiliar circumstances. But I'm glad to be here with a friend. Absolutely. Introduce yourself. Yeah, so my name's Tiger Gruber. I'm the host of Talks with Tiger. I've actually had your main your main person here, Tommy Hira, on my show three times. And it's soon to be a fourth and sometime in the future. It's been much appreciated, my homie. Yeah, it's always been a pleasure speaking with you, learning from you, disagreeing with you is sometimes yeah. one of the more enjoyable parts of... Absolutely. Right now, I uh, am a little uncomfortable because I know how fat I look in this shot next Rough. to you. You're a very uh, like well in, sh- in conventional shape gentleman. So uh, It's because I don't eat because it's expensive to eat. <laughs> um, actually, so what I do, I probably just meal prep a big thing of like just uh-huh. potato potatoes and sausage mm-hmm. once a week and i just eat that once or twice a day all week and then nice. i'll do it again nice so it's probably the most unhealthy way to live but it works hey there you go well uh it's certainly not a negative thing to be fat like i don't want to make that as like a broad claim but uh, i do experience like oh man like i i don't know what i'm trying to go with that um, Tom, okay, fat shaming I, hero I ask, in the house. I, yeah, here I'm here kidding, I am. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. For being if real anything, about what it's like, you called me out for fat shaming in life. I'm sure I probably have because I'm compared to you. I'm a huge wokester, and I'm always correcting your stuff because there's a lot to correct. So let's get into it. Here's an f- early question I like to ask people: What is a controversial opinion you have? Oh, can I make it really personal? Sure. I w- I would almost consider myself alt right because really? i will what never say my, my show i don't i i don't know i don't i won't say my pronouns i don't think i should be in a world where i have to say my pronouns i don't want my kids being in a world where they have to say their pronouns okay and that makes you all right these days <laughs> and that makes you all right these days okay so thank you because uh let me reverse the convention of your logic there yeah you are not all right but you're saying that you what you really are is you you don't want to have your pronouns yeah, out there on yeah. the table all it's, the time it's, it's just, and it's, then yeah. you thus feel relegated by the left in by the air wokesters, quotes the wokesters sure yeah okay um let's talk about what has gotten you to feel that way because yeah. here's here's where i am in the world i'm thinking i'm feeling like everybody comes up they're born, they're, their reality is kind of reshaped over the course of learning that their parents aren't God yeah. and that their communities and their schools aren't everything. Um, and at some point, you take on a position on pretty much most labels. Like, for example, we're, we're using this word wokester. Mm-hmm. And why have you gotten this negative feeling about that label? Because for me, for wokester? a long time, yeah, for me, I don't for have a long negative. time. I, I just think wokesters, I mean, I don't have any negative connotations about anyone, even alt-right or wokesters. I think they're both what they are, but I think wokesters are definitely more likely to label people alt-right and alt-right. People are more likely to label people wokesters. I'm yeah. either. I'm, I'm a centrist. I'm exactly in the middle. You're a but centrist. Just, I think my slightly right views make anyone who's very left consider me very right. Do you think that that's true in the inverse as well? Maybe oh, yeah, not as 100%. much. Okay. I mean, I like Bernie. I'm pretty sure I'd be called a libtard. Right. So, okay. So you are also a musician. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here I am. Like, okay, fuck Too all this. Too controversial. Yeah, no, I hate this. I also have strong views on Muslims. You Muslim. have a long, uh, you better redeem yourself because this is the worst start to an episode I've uh, ever had. Rough. <laughs> Yeah, no, give it, give it, give it. Uh, but it's a pleasure. That was we a have had some really view. good chats. That was a controversial view. You asked for controversial. I made it personal because I, I know you're a member it. of the whole uh, trans non-binary community. Sure. And I know a lot of your viewers probably are. So. Yeah. Well, I hope 
Uh, I don't know but, why I said I hope well, so or hope not, well, but it's just an opportunity to speak to someone who y'all view yeah. as the most ignorant person. Absolutely. What would you say to someone who says, I, I mean, do I have to say my pronouns? It shouldn't matter. No. And I've had actually that come up as a um, response to being asked or the, or the growing culture of trying to ask people what their pronouns are is people kind of like you, they want to kind of um, not be a part of it and push it away and say, you know what? Uh, but but doesn't that imply though, Tiger, that it was a better status quo before? And and do you believe that it was a better status quo before to basically only say that there are the he him and the she her pronouns? No, I think people who want to go by something different than what they obviously show, like um, masculine appearing or, or however people call it. One of my guests said like femme appearing and stuff, mm. or um, how you would femme. Oh how you would see me presenting yeah femme presenting and stuff like if you want to go by something other than that you can tell people like the mm-hmm. one or five or ten percent of people who do go by that tell people and everyone should be super welcoming like cool but i mean i've been in groups of people where everyone just says the pronouns which they most ob- obviously are i'm like this is mm-hmm. strange why should everyone you know it just seems like another time waster another way to divide people because now people another are their time waster and another way to divide people I'm, I am all for no, no way of, I mean, I'm wearing this, but you know, I'm, I'm always usually wearing uh, sand color stuff. I think you shouldn't define yourself too much. Mm-hmm. I'm against, I'm against being like, I'm this person and this and this and this. Every, uh, Krishnamurti has a good saying, every time you define yourself as something, you're being violent in the world. And, and I, I believe that to its core. But what if the um, label that you're ascribing to with fellow people who have been subjugated by violence is the identity that you're creating solidarity with, that you're building together and saying, well, hey, let's for, take, for example, the African-American community, particularly the descendants of transnational slave trade. Don't you think that by those people saying, hey, yeah, we have to continually band together because look at all these chapters of history that reinforce the idea that no one's going to look out for our issues sincerely yeah. uh, except for us. No, and that's an incredible point. That completely deconstructs my point, but I still hold it. No, that's <laughs> Well, okay, let's talk about podcast hosting okay. because yeah. even now I'm like, okay, part of what sucks about this medium for one thing is it takes me a while to get extra comfortable with people when I'm having a conversation and then have yeah. like the best conversation with them. Yeah. Um, but I know that people who are watching this on YouTube or listening to this on Spotify have many other options for where to go if they're not interested after the first 90 seconds mm-hmm. or 200 seconds or yeah. whatever. So I have two considerations for this. One, I want to put it in my description. Conversation hits flow at five minutes, 10 minutes, <laughs> 25 minutes. So people can know and skip in. Because, for example, I skip into Joe Rogan's show to about 15 minutes every time because that's where it gets good. That gets past the ads. Um, another thing I'm considering is just cutting. I didn't even know he had ads. He has eight I only watch. Ads. I only watch uh, clips. No, I, I watch JRE clips sometimes, but I watch. I watch oh. the full, the powerful JRE. YouTube doesn't, but okay, podca- on it, podcasting apps, he has okay. eight to like eight sense. minutes of app. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but he doesn't in the middle of the show, which I respect more than anything in a podcaster. He does it, or he doesn't. He doesn't do it in, in the, the middle, middle of shows. I don't uh-huh. think you should stop a show for ads. Hmm. I think it ruins a, the experience. Okay. Um, yeah, dude, we have funny ideas about, uh, cause I was going to call the show long pauses. I don't know that I'm always going to keep it as less stupid either. Actually, the more that I've gone forward in the world with this name, the more I've kind of been like, is this holding me back more than it's actually going to be a positive thing? Yeah. Cause it's so easy and it's understandable for people to, I almost, I, like it. I almost purposely set it up to be misinterpreted. Mm. Then I can be like, Oh, how dare you misinterpret my name? It actually has this very noble meaning. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
it's just I'm trying. I really like humanizing people. You know, I, I think that I think that with humanity EUG as the news network that, uh, that I like that. That's my favorite thing of, you. of your endeavors is thank hands you. down your news station. That's the one oh, I follow. Thanks. I always like. I like, dude. We need a better news station here in Eugene. Mm. And humanity news is definitely the option. The only thing you don't have going for you is you don't have uh, sex or fear to sell it. So you're, <laughs> you're on a big uphill battle by not using the the classic easy ways out. Well, I, you know, I'm sure I've drummed up fear sometimes, not intentionally. Oh, like the coronavirus. But, Holy cow. I'm, I'm scared. You know what's funny? Like, I don't know how to do Instagram story news as well, like perfectly. So sometimes I'm like, well, let me just do a little like recap page at the end of the end of the edition and, and throw in a bunch of things. But like, I just re- I just put um, at the end of like a, a self-promotional post about my Eminem cover video yeah. that I hope gets thousands of views, but very well might not. Um, but I'm seeing all these other covers for that song get thousands of views. So I'm like, Ooh, I think I could do this as well. But the point is, um, I was promoting this, this clip, uh, and like, I was like, Oh, but I also should talk. And it's almost midnight. I also should talk about the coronavirus. Um, I didn't really follow it very closely, but I saw that one death occurred that's reported outside of China now, which yeah. is in the Philippines. Well, but here's the, but I'm like, thing. if I was someone experiencing my news platform, I'm like really Thomas is just like, and I put that in the little bottom left corner as if it's like, yeah, <laughs> you know? no, yeah. No, and I, I get that. But here's the scary thing is, you know, almost without a doubt that the CCP is lying about how many people have died from coronavirus mm. as they historically have with all tragedies. Yeah. And they were actually cracking down on people. Um, My dad strongly believes Japan uh, swept a lot of Fukushima oh. danger under the rug. Yeah, I, I don't doubt it at all. Mm. Um, it's this weird thing. And same with Russia or with the, the, the movie that just came out. Uh, starts with a C, I think. Whenever I say it starts with this letter, it never starts with that letter. <laughs> but in my head, it does. Chernobyl. So one out of 26 oh, chance. Chernobyl did start okay. with C. Um, yes, Chernobyl. Uh, they they blew, blew, blew that under the rug as well. And, you mm-hmm. know, like the whole rest of the world is like, why are we testing all this radiation here? And they're like, no, no problem over here. No, mm. no problem, you guys. And then there was. Oh, right. Was that Russia? Yeah, it was Russia. Yeah, I think so. Anyway. Um, what do you think well, of the impeachment about, thing? What do you think about <laughs> nuclear energy? I was, we were going a different direction. <laughs> I like there. it. I like um, it, man. Uh, big fan. Couldn't be bigger. Right. Okay. We could talk about nuclear energy and we could talk about impeachment. We got a cliffhanger now for the half of the audience that wants to hear the nuke talk or two. versus the Trump talk. Yeah. Um, I believe in nuclear energy. Yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. Especially if we've like, I learned about thorium in 2010 and that's a decade ago. And there hasn't been nearly, a, in my opinion, enough advancement and investment on no. that front because thorium is, is, incredibly safe relative to uranium or other you know dangerous radioactive isotopes is my understanding i'm not a scientist (laughs) it's like as naval ravikant famously said if the first plane crashed and they said no more planes or we have billions of dollars of restrictions to making the next iteration of planes like we're so many iterations past the nuclear power plants that did poorly that it's like we're stupid not to i think it's just expensive yeah but we should definitely be going toward it Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, should we definitely be going toward uh, impeaching the president and removing the president from office? Because that vote is going to happen very soon. I don't know when this episode is going to come out. Oh, yeah. I think that like uh, my, my, I'm guessing we'll talk more current events and we'll put it out actually pretty Mm -hmm. soon. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing. Today's Super Bowl Sunday. I'm dressed in red. So (laughs) it's Super Bowl Sunday. And tomorrow is the first Iowa caucuses. Yeah. We got big stuff coming up. And Ty's over there. And then at some point. Campaign for Bernie. Yeah, yeah. I just spoke with his parents on the road. Hang on. Episode 151. Yeah. He's cool. I love that guy. Um, Amazing person. 
He is. Yeah. Um, I don't know what day the, the Senate is going to vote on impeachment, but they voted to not allow more witnesses or yeah. any witnesses yeah. in the Senate trial. Dude, I, the whole thing that the Democrats have been doing drives me crazy because they're pushing Trump to get reelected. They're firing his whole thing of like, oh, see, they just want us out. They'll do anything to get us out. And his whole fan base will be like, they are. It's like they should have just focused all their energy on making sure he doesn't get reelected. Like the year's almost, what is he going to do in one year? In like this last year, and w- Pence Probably would do the lot. same thing. I mean, he's already done. Uh, I think one of the most understated impacts Trump has had, a lasting impact on our country, is through the judiciary system, from the Supreme mm. Court, and also through a whole host of federal courts that he's made a lot more conservative. And that's going to be the day to day. You know how people really live under the law is going to be impacted for generations probably to come. Yeah. Um. And so, gosh. I I made a statement on humanity UG a long time ago that I wasn't going to cover the impeachment because um, of a whole host of reasons. One of them is that what they actually have moved forward and tried to get the president on is kind of small chips compared to a lot of the things that he's done that I think are impeachable. Yeah. Um, but even then, I think the fact that they got him on something and it's there's hard evidence for it. Um, is a good positive it's like an unfortunate moral duty that they have as congress as the as a check on the power of the president to act but knowing that their their hand is tied behind their back by the senate and they're not going to be able to fully you know pull this thing off as a a removal from office it's going to chalk up as a win for the president and you know what you said it's it's really interesting because um, you know Jimmy Dore was on Rogan and Jimmy Dore was, he brought up so many good points. <laughs> Jimmy Dore has a, has a pretty uh, powerful bank of knowledge and delivers it entertainingly, and those are things I, I value. <laughs> he gets a little too angry, like you could tell Joe Rogan at some points would be like, "Okay, yeah, man, like, like calm down about it though." But yeah, yeah, it was great. I actually rewatched that episode mm. twice. The most poignant thing that he said that really stuck with me is like oh yeah trump has kids in cages obama built those cages Mm. like everything that trump's doing previous presidents have done he's like i hate trump as much as the next guy but he's not especially bad for a president but i think bernie will be the new new wave to come in there and like he is the new he is the next generation of president i don't think anyone else shines a light to him except for i'll give you yang and tulsi Mm. but everyone else running for president both sides are just in the past you know What's happened with Tulsi's campaign to me is a serious reflection on how much the media, the elite sources of media in this country, which have tremendous power, are very aligned with the uh, establishment Democrats. 100%. And, and that's not what we want. Before, I guess when I was a kid and in the 90s and early 2000s, I guess I could just be less aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> Part of my insanity, and I have plenty of insanity, is stemming from the insanity of the world and the fact that as I get older... Um, You're old. What are you, 40? 26. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. (laughs) As I get older, someone's in their 20s says. Mm -hmm. Well, I I, I might about my age because I'm running for mayor right now, and if I don't win, I'll run again, and then that I might hopefully really win. I I hope I win this time around, but uh, I'm looking at like the infrastructure of winning this, and it's like, I don't think I'm there, but 
Uh, I appreciate everybody like you who's been. been I was one of the. On I was one side. of the founding people to get back behind you and support you. Absolutely, I still consider you a direct part of the humanity EUG uh, thing. It's like okay, here's part of what I think about with doing a project like this is is it's not really a nonprofit. It's uh, it might it might become one. Um, I don't really know if eventually I would hire people, um, but. It's like nothing gets taken seriously or credibly in this world unless it's like a business. Yeah. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? I told Rick Dancer about uh, Humanity EUG and he says, yeah, if that becomes a thing, he would be a part of it. That's awesome. Yeah. As a, as a small thing. Yeah, that's cool. Well, well, Rick will hopefully come on. He, he agreed to come on the show. I've just been, uh, yeah, just been so swamped and busy with, even just with doing two jobs. Uh, That'll get you. Yeah. Here's but, the thing, man. But I need to reach out and get, it's funny. I bumped into Kitty Piercy today who, uh, but she was eating at Lok Yaoun, a Chinese place. Mm. And she was literally just eating there and, and she was with people and with her husband. <laughs> and I straight up like just awkwardly made eye contact with the husband and kind of waved and he didn't really know who I was. Uh, Probably because of my beard. <laughs> that's funny. So you're, yeah. you're, you're filming a movie or what's the, what's the beard for? Oh, well, yeah, it's, this is the soybean character, man. I'm soybean, the half Jap rapper. That's funny. Um, yeah, soybean, it doesn't even fully make sense to me, but I know that this character needs to exist, and I'm using this character to um, satirize a lot of things I don't like, wherever they, those things fall on the political or social uh, spectrum. Yeah. So cool so that's that's what it is but i think i think so let's talk about soybean for a little bit because i there's so many places i almost want to go with this conversation but um i guess i haven't really explicitly like explained this character much but uh it's it's a it's an embodiment of i hope self-awareness even when i'm trying to be self-aware um i probably stumble and i probably am Maybe self-aggrandizing in my attempt to be self-aware. Uh, What's interesting? Because I, I do have people, an ego. I call a lot of people self-aggrandizing. I don't think I've ever called you self-aggrandizing. That's interesting. I call it commonly. It's like my one of my favorite insults that I call to people's faces because people need to hear it. Some people are self-aggrandizing. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like every time I'm posting on the internet and I'm like using a platform that I could be using to share, I don't know, the Australian bushfire crisis info. And instead, I'm just like, oh, look at me rapping about like this head of lettuce at my sandwich shop. It's like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm certainly a critic of my own self. Yeah. A lot. Well, it's a weird thing where it's like, oh, I should be doing so much more and it causes you to do nothing. So what you should really do is play the hand you're dealt. You're not living in some country where you're making a dollar a day. You're not dead like 90% of humans who have ever lived. Like you have a hand and then you, whatever you make from that hand, you can then give back to the world. But it's not worth it to just be like giving it away before you make anything of it. But then again, you can take that so far. Like people like Jeff Bezos, like he made it to where he could have given back and then he just keeps greedily trying to make more with the hand. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's pretty fascinating to me how little he has donated to the bushfire crisis, for example. But then would you want to get to a place where you believe like, Oh, okay. Any major crisis that happens in the world, there's a moral expectation for really wealthy people to be donating to it. Yeah. Well, yeah. The weird thing about that is then it's like, everyone's just like, Oh, rich people be generous. Like we're all surviving off the generosity of rich people. So no, hmm. I don't know. But here I, I solidly we believe that billionaires should exist. That's my second uh, controversial idea. Are you against billionaires person? Do I believe billionaires should exist? That's like the most common is thing. Like I've probably heard a lot of no, say. but ultimately it's like with abortion, um, 
what role do I want the government to play mm -hmm. in yeah. the prohibition of, you know, individuals to succeed in shit or yeah, to 100%. make decisions about their lives. And man, yeah, it's, it's, it's really fascinating. I love the United States of America. I really, really do. Um, and I love the, the biggest thing about it that I love is the cultural opportunity. That's, Kind of a weird phrase, even as I say it now, cultural opportunity. But uh, I don't love everything about the culture. Um, but when you're in other nations around the world, there isn't as much of an expectation that diversity exists. Oh, and so these, yeah, like we com we are compared a lot by um, like people who want socialist policies. Mm -hmm. um, we're compared a lot to... Uh, Scandinavia, Sweden, Norway. Um, those countries deal with uh, s such a different and a smaller. It's like it's like if Rhode Island was a country in a way. Um, yeah. I guess that's a that's a bad comparison. Calling out Rhode Island on less <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really it's it's we have a, an obligation in this country to honor the diversity that we have, um, and that's like powerful and beautiful yeah. um and it makes us different and that's that's the opportunity that i see with the different cultures we have here but opportunities when we talk about how flawed human beings are they're rarely taken like i have the opportunity every day to make a grammy winning hit song yeah and every single day i don't do it <laughs> you know yeah um that's a crazy way to look at it actually like like yeah wow. so there's a lot yeah. of heartbreak with this country mm -hmm. as well as um joy and again opportunity but. do you want to talk about the craziest thing ever i learned it and i've been bringing it up with every single person i speak with can i actually read it out i don't have my phone i do can i read it out loud to you it'll blow your mind everyone listening it'll blow y'all's mind sure. okay you ready for this <laughs> for the most life-changing thing. This is great because on my show, phones are allowed. So cool. On your show, right. phones are not allowed. No, I had to turn allowed. it off and throw it onto the bed on the other side of the room practically. Yeah. Fun fact. Some people have an internal narrative and some don't. Yes. As in some people's thoughts are the sentences they hear and some people just have abstract nonverbal thoughts. Like feelings and emotions that they have to decode. They have some to people consciously say it out loud. verbalize. Yeah. So which kind of person are you? Absolutely the former. Yeah, me as well. Yeah, and I can tell. I mean, I just, ah. I mean, I feel like words spill out of you. Yeah. And that's that's the difference. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, for me, I I don't think that music would ever happen for me if it weren't for that element of my brain mm -hmm. that, um, you know. Wordsmith. See the wood chip. See the wood chip. Oh, my gosh. What am I going to do with the wood chip? I might build a house out of it. I don't know if this song is legit, but I'll keep going in a freestyle. Yeah. Everybody's like, is the beat wild? There is no beat playing on the mic because I'm with Tiger. We're doing it right. We're doing it live. Fucking thing sucks. That's do you know hilarious. that reference? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Um, Bill O'Reilly got really mad about a teleprompter, and he mm -hmm. didn't know what the phrase to play us out meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. It's that's funny. Yeah, two but people watching this think I'm funny. It's gotten to the point where I think I might have aphantasia, which is where you can't like. I don't really like when I'm reading a book. I don't have a vivid mindscape, and when like I'm meditating, I can't go into my mind's eye and stuff. Like I have no, almost no vivid imagery in my head. Hmm. But I have very vivid dreams. Aphantasia. Could you explain or define that? It's when you can't like when you're reading a book, like you don't see the characters and locations that you're reading. Hmm. And like if I say, okay, think of a house. Like, do you think about, can you, um, do you have a picture of a house in your head or do you just think of like, yeah, I know what the generally like a house is. 
Because some people say, oh, yeah, I have a vivid imagery of a house in my head. And I'm like, well, where are you seeing? Are you seeing it overlaid in reality? And they're like, no, it's just in my head. And I'm like, maybe I have that, but I really don't think I do. 10% yeah, I of people have aphantasia, apparently. Wow. So, I may yeah. be one of them. Yeah. And that's why I can't draw. I can't do any drawing, sculpting, physical arts because I just don't think I can visualize it. I'm all word human. I think it's pretty difficult for me right now to make those kinds of distinctions, especially because I smoked my last weed like an hour ago and it's still kind of affecting my ability to keep up with you in this chat. <laughs> oh, sorry. Your last weed is in... Uh, yeah, I'm taking, a, I'm taking a long sobriety break. A sobriety. Or sobriety. <laughs> sobriety. Yeah, and a little intentional period of time where I'm not going to be doing any cannabis um, or drinking. Try Kratom. Mm. I'm the biggest advocate of Kratom in the world. It's the most addicting thing that'll dehydrate the heck out of you, but God damn, it feels good. That's like, the, you just completely picked two points that are not selling points. No, I know. I know. That was the, but I guess that's that was the joke honesty. of it all. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, yeah, it's mm -hmm. very addicting. It's dehydrating, but like... What does it do that's positive? Euphoria. It's so much euphoria. Imagine mm. no anxiety or stress or anything and you just feel good your body feels good your mind feels good and you say god damn i feel good it's like what i want weed caffeine and um alcohol to be the best mm -hmm. of all of those together with the only downside is if you do it all the fucking time like i do it's dehydrated can, can i curse sure absolutely. it's dehydrated yeah dude i'm a free speech advocate everything Ooh, yeah you're all right Mm, see I, I throw that i throw that term around lightly because no one ever describes himself as alt right i just think that there's a lot of hypocrisy in the world i'm sure i'm a part of it and i try not to be but like that tendency that you're annoyed by you're then doing because you're annoyed Ooh. by the tendency of oh like i hate that people immediately smear me as all right for having a little bit of a right pr perspective on yeah, something it's a joke but i don't hate you anyone. are saying that these people immediately smear you into being all right but they may be i don't know no one calls me all right. No one calls me all right. But I'm, no one's ever called me all right, except for myself, jokingly. Well, here's what might happen. You see views online that are all right, alt right. You yeah. know how terribly, uh, you know how um, vicious the rhetoric is against those views. And then you see those views and you're like, I expected, you know, a trash can full of rotten tomatoes. Yes. And there was actually a little bit of ripeness still on one of these tomatoes in the trash can. Yeah. So then you're sympathizing with it a little bit. I don't think there's a little bit of ripeness. I think they bring up a lot of good points, but I also think the left brings up a lot of good points. I think both sides are incredibly persuasive to the point where if I were to listen to one side for 10 days straight, I would believe that side and I listen to the other side for 10 days straight, I would switch my view, which is why I got to listen to both and stay they in the center. They do have sort of self-reinforcing networks that make them make themselves especially persuasive within their community and especially susceptible to being like, yeah, everything you're going to get on Fox News is incorrect. That's that's not true. I mean, that's like, true. Fox News is pretty, pretty bad, pretty culprit. I mean, the problem with corporate mainstream corporate news is, is it's more to me about selection than it is about factual honesty. Yeah. So what they choose to report on and of course how they spin it. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, all I'm saying is that like, I actually think if there's a way, if there's a responsible way to consume Fox News, I, I guess that I, I advocate for that to be a, a portion of a person's life if they want to be connected with, I don't know, American news media. Yeah, I, um, you're the only news station I watch aside from Reddit and Joe Rogan's kind of news. Um, that's scary because then when I don't report on shit, I'm right, like, <laughs> Reddit, 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 let's there's a responsibility everything. now. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, my shows, I famously started calling it the Tiger Gruber's misinformation hour. Okay. <laughs> right on. Cause I'll just be truthful with it. Like I say, I, I enjoy in conversation. I have like really fun, entertaining conversations, but they might not be a hundred percent accurate. Oh, kind. Yeah. 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 So I think, well, yeah.
Free speech, I think, is a great thing. Um, and it's it, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see if anybody eventually challenges me on that. Yeah. Because mostly the people I bring up the fact that I like free speech to are people who are right-leaning or... Um, oh, you wouldn't bring it up to a far-left person. I mean, it depends. It depends. Um, but... Well, like juggalos are a really interesting example of people. And I've been keeping meaning to bring it up. You said Kratom was like total euphoria, no anxiety, no stress. I'm like, yeah, dude, I just go to an ICP show. That's exactly what I feel. Because yeah, no. I'm around other people who 100%. are like-minded and have been shit on in the world. Or at least 100%. identify with the idea of being shit on. Yeah. No, I believe yeah. everything you can experience through a drug, you can experience through real life. Mm. Ex- real life things. I'm so excited to go to a Really? That, that yeah. can't be true. 100%. What, really? what, what can't you? Altered states of mind, different, um, like flashing lights and colors in your head and, uh, altered perceptions of time. Absolutely. You can experience all those through extreme flow states, meditation, euphoria, like sex and stuff. I like, mean, I just feel like, okay, though, if there's a person, see, I don't advocate for everybody, um, trying cannabis, but again, like if you want to be, uh, like making policy decisions about cannabis, you should have like a fair amount of what 100%. it does, yeah. et cetera. So, and most people want to weigh in on the world and the state of world of, you know, drug policy at some point in should their you lives. Have to try meth and heroin to make laws on meth and heroin. That's an interesting question, should man. Cops have to try every It doesn't drug? grow in the ground. Uh, heroin absolutely does. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I mean but not in the way that it's consumed. A fedra d- grows in the ground and poppies grow in the ground. Yeah. But the, but I, when I They're eat a poppy extracted. seed muffin, yeah. I did not do heroin in the sense that, you know, alcohol someone, doesn't grow in the ground. It's not the way it's consumed. They have to, they have to make it. And, sure. say, and I would argue the same with... Um, you're right. No, yeah, I mean... Okay. It, like everything. Everything's just more You're a nitpicky uh, person, and that's the problem with me liking free speech is sometimes I got to deal with these nitpicky yeah, people. I'm a nitpicker. <laughs> Especially on my show. I don't let anyone even say two words. I'm the interrupting king. I love it. Queen. I love it. See, I feel like I don't even have to do anything here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, try- I'm trying to let you be the captain, but I'm so used to... I mean, I've gotten 75 shows recorded now. I feel like when we've been talking about how you're a musician, it's been tongue-in-cheek because... I'm a musician. I have yes, like 700 monthly absolutely. views. But I already Listeners. feel like I'm a... I was something I was thinking about on the way here. I'm like, what is my podcast? Well, I like to have conversations with people from all across different walks of life. Mm-hmm. That I think I've, I'm getting done, hopefully. But honestly, there needs to be more diversity uh, of gender, uh, as I've talked yeah. to you about. And you nudged your way into the show... Uh, even though I was like, dude, let me Maybe get some I more uh, she, her. women. Are you, are, you, are you attacking me right now? <laughs> See, this is the thing that every high schooler, has, uh, sorry, every high school teacher has had to deal with. Yeah. It's the behavior. I'm not saying with 100% certainty yeah. that what you're doing is in bad faith. You have, but, a, you have a beard and you, you, you go by different pronouns. It's true. So I'm doing it for a character. But, I, lo- I love things on my butt. Am I, well, can I go by? Yeah, but I got, I got some, some toenail polish on too. So let's go. Look at this. Look at my hand. Just a ring or what? Oh, the leopard print? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm like on the, the camera it, kind it, of. It gets, it, it's, uh, it's yeah. just henna. I actually have it all over, but cool. it's kind of coming off. But it's that kind of show now. The, the, <laughs> the point is. What if I did a show in the nude with somebody who was interested in that? I think a lot of people would be very uncomfortable. Oh, like naked. Like you're everything's all your bits are under well i'm just thinking do your about, nipples like, become okay can you can like oh this super is something quick i've thought about a lot because i used to yeah. smoke a lot of weed i'm trying to not smoke as much weed yeah. so i will now i'm pretty much cutting cold turkey but the point is you, you smoke a lot of weed overthink a lot of stuff um this happens to psychedelics in general like um and i think a lot about the rules of society especially as a half japanese person and a half 
Oregonian American person, those are very, very different views about what authority, the relationship between authority, power, and the rules that we all live under. Mm -hmm. So, for example, on my mom's side of the family, those things are all one in the same authority and power and the rules that, w- that we live under. My dad's recognition of the world is authority exists over there, which is like the, the cops and the lawyers and the courts and the military or whatever. Um, power is something that every individual has and people can come together and combine their power and have more power to make change. But the rules that we live under are, literally whatever the fuck we want hmm. um so like you just took your shirt off yeah. somewhat yeah and for me i don't know why there's an instinct to be uncomfortable with that because great now somebody has taken their shirt partially off on my show that's cool i wish someone did on my show right but why am i uncomfortable with that i don't know i don't feel like i need You're to be uncomfortable in this with kind, my in feminine this? body is that it god damn it here's the thing if you identify as she her and then you post a picture of yourself shirtless to instagram do they have to blur your nipples or do they have to take it down that's a woman's you know, nipples. They generally don't, I think. Yeah, I th- yeah. Okay. Is that bigoted or is that is that sexist on their end or is that transphobic, should I say? Like there's such a, a unique sphere well, of I things mean, that haven't been well, figured out. Well, if we're going to talk about the nipples, dog, <laughs> then the the only fair solution from a real policymaking perspective uh, is for free Facebook all nipples and you're writing, or exactly. ban male nipples. But who, can't, you know, so I think all nipples should be freed. Mm-hmm. Who's this hurting? It's just these this weird um, old Christian, not Christian, I'm not calling it Christians, this old, um, who are those people who are like, oh, everyone's going to hell? Evangelists? Yeah, ev- like evangelists. Evangelicals? Like, yeah, evangelical, like, thing, I mean, like oh, pleasure is bad. But you even only then, I got evangelical homies, you know, they, yeah. they don't feel like, they feel like they're I'm accurately sorry. represented by the idea that they think everybody's all going to hell. No. But, but there's a general idea. Like, there's a general idea a fight for that nuance pleasure is too much. There's the general idea that pleasure pleasure is not is something, like, you shouldn't be having premarital sex and have fun and drugs and stuff. Like, old religious tenets tends to go about, about against, like, just fun and pleasure. Mm. Is my understanding. I could be wrong. Please don't come kill me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so I'm like, I don't think we should live under that. I think drugs should be legalized as your, your main man, Andrew Yang, supports. Yeah, dude. That's the coolest well, thing. That, I'll be that per- perfectly me. honest with you. I try to be big picture as well as, you know, I get excited about people I get excited about. And uh, I love Andrew Yang, but um, I'm just interested to see how the next few months go because um, it feels more and more like every we, we kind of have to have all hands on deck for Bernie. And they're tearing each other apart. They're trying They're trying to tear up Bernie. What Warren did to Bernie was like, I knew I was against her, but now... It was the single now- most uh, disappointing moment of the entire primary to see the way that that story was was pushed out there. Yeah. It absolutely seems like Warren and CNN were in cahoots, or whoever mm-hmm. put on the, the debate. It's very frustrating. Um, well, yeah, because of the fact that they literally just uh, asked Bernie if that's what he said, yeah. and then turned to Warren and acted like it didn't matter what Bernie because just the said. The fact that it was said, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's a cis white male. You can't trust them. I hate cis white men. Are you gonna keep doing this? Is <laughs> well, this- <laughs> is it, I don't know. I think you asked me, Mike. I, I thought we were gonna have a fun show, and you're like, "What's your most controversial opinion?" I'm like, "All right, if we're gonna be, if we're gonna have a controversial show." But here's the thing: I respect the hell out of you. Okay, I, but here's what I it builds up. You. I appreciate that. Yeah. But what it builds up to is it amounts to the perception that you genuinely think that cis white men are oppressed in some way. 
no, I I don't believe people should identify themselves. Because that's as what you're cis. voicing is the, is like it's like oh yeah, a cis white male they you know their opinion doesn't matter they you know I these are terms should... that I've heard people say and seen mm-hmm. tweeted out from mm-hmm. Reddit accounts that weren't banned right. or weren't tweets that weren't taken down. It's opinions people have that I think they're bad opinions. I absolutely don't think white men are oppressed, but mm-hmm. I think it's a dumb opinion to to say like oh white men shouldn't have opinions on anything. I'm like well that's racist and sexist right there. Yes. That's I my think opinion. I think that that okay, there's a couple things happening. One Sorry is the conversation. Angry. No, it's cool. It's you're allowed to get angry. This oh, is actually safe space, safe space for passion at displays of anger. Beautiful. We're done respectfully. So everybody's talking in the same room on Twitter, but they're not all having the same conversation. So it's easy Honor. for you to That's see saying it. Yeah, it's easy for you to see a tweet and think, oh wow, this is a permissible thing that like thousands of people are liking or retweeting or you know, and maybe you feel like white wow, cis white men are really getting the short end of this particular moment. Um, but dude, I think that where that's coming from the vast majority of the time is Cis white men are speaking up a lot, um, maybe disproportionately in my philosophy lecture class. Maybe um, you're in in school right now. No, I'm just saying I'm speaking Uh, hypothetically. mm. Um, But also they, you know, we don't need to hear from them in spaces that are designed in the explicit interest of, let's say, women of color. Or like trans women of color. There are lots of communities where those people exist. And those people are defined, it, you would you would hopefully say not by choice, especially with the of color thing. But if you think that, yeah, I mean, you can't really argue. No. That, so when white, peop- white men have their opinions and they want to pop off their opinions about those particular issues... That I think is where you get a lot of that pushback. It's I don't I I hope that you don't b- believe um, that there's like a rising tide that really doesn't think that that all any white men can speak out about. No, I don't have opinions. any strong beliefs. But I'm just saying, replace what you just said. Please don't take me out of context here. But when, if you what you're trans, about to do is when trans black women when trans black women pop off about issues that relate to my life, blank uh-huh. blank blank. You're, you're, when you, when you say in genders and races, that's being sexist and racist. I get, I get that you're trying to undo hundreds of years of stuff and like mm-hmm. make all these things, but it's like yeah, the positions that we're in in society are different. Positionality. There's, a, there's immensely more Asian men than there are white men. There's immensely more billionaires that are Asian men than white men. It's just you happen to be in a place in the world that you're not the majority. So, mm-hmm. What there are makes more billionaires that are Asian men than there are billionaires that are white sure men. There's two billionaires made in China every year, even though, or every year, every week. Wow. It was on a explained, a Vox explained video on YouTube on no, Netflix. Yeah. Netflix, well, Vox explained billionaires. It may be bigger, but they have like an unbelievable amount of billionaires, even though they're communist. I don't get it. Our president of the U S uh, whatever you think about him, uh, he is shaking it in his boots about, uh, China being the leading economic force of the world, which it looks like that's what it's what's going to happen. They're going to become the number one economy in the world. And um, huh. if there's anything that people like about uh, Trump, I, they're actually people who like a lot of things about Trump. So I don't want to be too reductive, but um, he he is very uh, egotistical, and part of that that um, I think fires him up to want to do. 
to to accomplish his policy agenda is his ego, right? Yeah, yeah, and 100%. so he would be probably devastated if China took over <laughs> as the economic force yeah. of the world, you know, in his tenure. Um, so at least I guess he's working for that. <laughs> working to keep but. poor people poor. It's a joke. It's a joke. But no, it's it's a really weird thing going on. I don't think China's going to overtake us the u.s i guess the, my when i look at these issues the biggest thing that i focus on is ultimately education and youth's ability to chart a better future because our generation has entirely inherited shit that's what i okay <laughs> that's Disagree. in terms of because it is we do have a pretty easy life on yeah. in many metrics and i can, easy, yeah. I can get some cool. pretty yeah. good food that heats up pretty quick and is pretty cheap delicious. and easy but the I would say when I look at the like economic and political history of the country in the eighties we had Reagan and Bush, which scared the real left of the country what left existed so much that they nominated Bill Clinton who to be like the <laughs> hero of liberalism and that was a terrible idea because it allowed Bill Clinton to kind of be a sock puppet of giving restoring some sense that we are we are fighting for the working person and you know meanwhile NAFTA ruins that and um it's just it's been a mess and it's felt like turmoil for our whole life yeah. in the political system um and so what I don't want to happen is that I, is that all young people just distract themselves with TikTok. Uh, and I got TikTok recently. You call me young? Yes. TikTok's You're fun. younger than me. I just stopped using TikTok because there's so many like women who dress up and like wear stuff. And I'm like, these are more than likely under 18. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to close off TikTok. And then I haven't used it since the first day I had it. There you go. But I used it for a day. I'm like, oh, these are funny videos. These well, are yeah, funny dance a, videos and stuff. It skews like, young. But there will oh, always be new sucks. platforms that will come out that will that will appeal to the younger yeah. mini generations. I feel like generations are just like gonna they're speeding up. Yeah, it's like every two to five, four years, every call, every high <laughs> school. They'll have yeah. pretty, pretty distinct experiences from one another. Yeah, I um, agree. Time is speeding up. But so, okay, the foundation of the democracy we live on comes from what the Greeks. I feel like it's the Greeks dude, or the Romans. I have no idea. I messed that up. I have no idea. It's funny. So I call you dude. I call, you're okay with but that. But those old Western philosophers, it all ties back to them. But my, here's my point. We have we have been walking down this path that as it's been set forward, essentially. But I hope we are reaching a precipice where we have such a technological opportunity to redefine society mm -hmm. that we do it in a way that accounts for the ethical failures of the past and just charts a better way forward. And the only way that I, I can really be sure that that's going to happen is if we really have the informed public that we need. So we need better news media yes. and we need better education. hundred percent. Oh yeah, absolutely. And free education. We do not need if to be I was, if I was younger, if I was a zoomer, I feel like I would be even more anxious and more of a mess than I am. <laughs> yeah. I think they want you to be anxious and depressed. I mean, that's Dan Carlin's new book, new book. The end is always near. We're always meant to feel that way. So we always buy more stuff and live it's fine everything's going okay like yeah it's i heard dan carlin on national npr the other day and i was like hey eugene let's go represent <laughs> no. yeah oh <laughs> i'd love to i love on the my show um 
Speaking of, I tried to get the, the coach of a football team on my show, and of all the days, I asked him if he'd be, be down to come on the show. The Super head coach Bowl, of the yeah. Ducks? No, not the head coach of the Ducks. He was the defensive coach of the Ducks. Okay, got it. Um, nice. If he'd be down to come on Super Bowl weekend. He's cool. like, no, it's Super Bowl weekend. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I'm dumb. So now he probably knows I don't watch football. <laughs> got it. Which is a bummer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, those are pretty much all my controversial views. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. Here's why it's so beautiful that I think we should be able to talk about our controversial views is I sure. still respect you as a person. And I respect that you hopefully have an open space for me to say my views that are different than yours. Sure. I don't think I'm steamrolling you. And I think you have like your, your viewers can definitely pick to, to, to I don't even think I've been making uh, convincing cases for any of my arguments. I just bring <laughs> them up because I'm like, these are things that I've felt like I don't necessarily have strong points to counter everything from, but right. you know. Right. Well, I do have a tendency to to go into things with a debate mentality. And what I like about your show, um, let's talk a little bit about your show to to, to get into that. Absolutely. (laughs) Is that you um, just decidedly want it to be a conversation. I don't think you want it to be an interview. I don't think that you want it to be a debate most of the time. But you and I have kind of challenged that convention. We had the one debate on my show. We did. We did. It was fun. It was super fun. Yeah. Um, so, So then... This is an existential question that I have with my show. Is my show doing anything? Like, is this a valuable thing? Mm. And what do you think is the value that your show is providing in the world? My show? Yeah. I think... These conversations. Um, people are lonely and uninformed, and they're sick of where they're being informed from. I think it's a way for people to hear voices outside of their average people even if it's more like me, two white guys talking they're still hearing people that they wouldn't have normally talked to but mm-hmm. i have tons of people of different races and genders and ethnicities come on my show um i think it's just it's com- true you uh, for somebody who doesn't seem to actively espouse diversity as a goal you have had a very diverse cast of people on your show thank you and i love and respect everyone but it's it's, it's hard to find purely because of sheer numbers like there's less people of some ethnicities. Mm-hmm. So I think just by number, like if an organ isn't like 2% of people thought about like black, Skype chatting with people? Yeah, I've done two actually. Oh, okay. Um, right on. Okay, cool. I didn't like them as much as in person. Yes, though. it is definitely you know? I different. mean, we're playing footsie right now. I can't do that over Skype. <laughs> I don't like it as much. Hey, I still got pink toenails up here, man. <laughs> so um, I don't necessarily know if my show's brought value, but I think it, it just, I'm actually thinking of changing the name of my show from great conversations with even better people. And the, the impetus of that was originally dope conversations with dope people. And then mm. I'm like, I'm going to change it to be a little better. But I'm going <laughs> to change it to um, conversations that make you less anxious and depressed by making you happier, healthier, and wealthier. Just something fun like that. I actually love that. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Cool. I think I'm, so that's what I'm probably going to change it to um, before like my next episode or two. Well, one thing that I love about watching, uh, like being a student of culture, American culture, that was my bachelor's degree. It was in American studies. Yeah. Is um, like, you, you know, your title. I think it is snappy. Oh, happy. Even though it's long. Yeah. And Most people still call it Tiger Talks. Oh, interesting. I'm like, fuck. Okay. But the, the, the full title that you just said, it was like conversations about being happy and wealthy. Oh, and not title. Uh-huh. Not title. Ti- titles Talks with Tiger. Oh, okay. You mean, you mean, wait, you think I'd change the name Was to it a it? tagline? Yeah, the tagline. Or like oh, the description okay. of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I like long taglines. Ah. I, I, I'm rolling out my uh, campaign uh, slogan soon, nice. <laughs> which is not humanity and tough truths anymore. Oh, interesting. I think it's silly. So um, that's just it's, a hat now. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, but, well, this is still humanity and tough truths because the truths are a part of it. Yeah. Um, but I believe in having stronger roots, truths, and youths. 
That's Ooh, a lot I like of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really good one. I think that as I've come through the process of really figuring out what I'm running on and what I'm trying to advocate for, youth mental health is really right there. I'm 100% supportive of that. That's I think that's incredible that you're doing that. Okay, cool. Um, I've noticed a lot of similarities between you and Yang in terms of like he has all his pillars. Or Dude, humanity uh, first as a... As a uh, okay. Tenant and pillar Honestly, of his campaign. I, I really believed uh, weeks ago that Yang would be our president what? more than I do do believe it now. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to, even I had Mandy Chapel, Eugene Mayoral candidate on here, episode 154. And she um, was like, dude, he's not out of it. He's not out of it. Cause I was like making it sound like I'd kind of given up on him, but it's, it's, it's just like having seen a lot of election cycles and the 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 possibility being so slim with him. Um, it's Bernie's Bernie's a strong candidate. It's not like yes, he is. it's not like it's just Yang and then it's um all Biden Biden mm-hmm. Junior like a different Biden Warren and another Biden. It's like he's against another kind of like person who's breaking boundaries like Bernie and Bernie's just like more in it. I think so. I think if he was against a bunch of traditional people like Biden's, I think he would have a really strong chance. Well, this is another example of me t- of kind of what I was saying before about how this new generation can chart a new path forward in the country and in the world. And it's pretty exciting because, um, okay. Hillary Clinton is somebody that I have complicated feelings about. Um, I, Attraction. I've taken a lot of shit from people on both sides for having admiration for Hillary Clinton, but I've also, especially in recently as she's just continued to openly shit on Bernie um, and Tulsi, she called yeah. Tulsi a Russian asset. Yeah. It was completely I'm like, absurd. what are you talking about? Yeah. 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 And it's, it was, it was really sad because, um, she's still salty about how she supported Bernie in 2015. Uh, and, she actually made a really principled move to leave as the vice chair of the DNC in order to uh, endorse Bernie in that, in that movement. And here's my thing. Um, the democratic party is a, an institution and it's a, a, like any institution. Um, it's founded on the patriarchy and white supremacy. I'd guess who would make that point for everyone until the point where by the end I guessed it. And I was like, you know what? But he made such convincing points that I'm like, you know what? It kind of is. I mean, all institute, most another all thing institutions. with history, dude. It's like that's that's largely true. Yeah, it's but, largely true. But I had to concede <laughs> exactly. And um, but if you're really if you're looking at history with that lens in mind, that's going to be especially true. Uh, if mm, you're yeah. looking at history uh, with the lens of uh, finding, I don't know, appreciation for the collectivist normalcy idea that it was in the fifties, I guess, and the sixties. Um, it, and you know, a lot of people now would say, well, they define that normalcy against people of color and against the queer community. And so it wasn't a, it was kind of a hollow unity, um, that existed then. But if you were focusing on like the, I don't know, a lot of business development and a lot of, uh, infrastructural development in this country happening um then then i guess you could be happy about it but um that's the thing with history too i mean we need to have historians who robustly know what they're talking about more than i do (laughs) yeah no absolutely (laughs) talking with people who are robustly educated about 
different shit. I mean, that's actually kind of why I like Bill Maher's show is, um, you know, Joe Rogan doesn't like Bill Maher's show because uh, people talk over. that was so over. funny of an ending, wasn't uh-huh. it? Did you listen to the end of the show uh-huh. where Bill Maher's like, you should come on. He's like, oh yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was so funny. Well, it, eventually he he, he, yeah. wa- he would, um, but I, he wanted to make sure that it was on. a one-on-one. Yeah. I don't know. Let's see if he goes on. Okay. Yeah. We'll <laughs> I don't see. think he will. Yeah. It'll be interesting. That'll be funny. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I like Bill Maher too, man. Yeah. He's a cool guy. He, he listening to him on Rogan's persuaded me because I originally didn't like him. Mm-hmm. He was just too, he's self-aggrandizing. Mm. I would say he's self-aggrandizing. I think that I empathize with people who virtue signal because I'm sure I'm probably virtue signaled in my own way. I virtue uh, signal. Because Everyone does. I, well, I'm getting antsy now from being on the show with you and we're going down the line and naming all these people who are controversial to the far oh. left. Because I love the far left. I kind of am the far left. If Bill Maher isn't far left? I thought he was very far left. Well, yes, but he, I mean, he's talk, he, he really wants to push Klobuchar down. I don't know who that even our is. collective... Uh, <laughs> He wants oh. Amy Klobuchar to be the president. And um, I've met Amy Klobuchar. I like Amy Klobuchar. I don't want her to be the president that succeeds Trump. I don't think that that's going to be uh, good for the, the large-scale progressive change that I want to see happen in this country to make the make the country more fair. It's a good way to word it. You don't have to put the show out if you don't want if you if you don't want to be seen next to an alt-right <laughs> ad. No, I'm kidding. And I'm not. But, like, I just – here's the thing, man. I really do think it's important for there to be diversity in voices. Like, I don't – I'm not all right. I'm voting for Bernie. I mm-hmm. advocate for Bernie. Mm-hmm. But I just think that everyone paints people immediately. Like Jordan Peterson is not all right. Sam Harris is definitely See, not I was all right. To think of, and Joe Rogan's not all right. I don't even think right. of the phrase all right very much. I think of intellectual dark web. Oh, yeah. ID, but, but those IDW. people, they, here's the thing. I would say Ben Shapiro is probably all right. I don't even know. He's just obnoxious as shit. I don't like that guy. Yeah. But ever, most, and also uh, Eric Weinstein. I hate that guy. Brett Weinstein's dope. But most of the IDW is called alt-right, but a lot of them aren't. Like Sam Harris just has strong views against the religion of Islam, which mm-hmm. is another one of my controversial views. He's not alt-right. Joe Rogan definitely isn't alt-right. Just because he had Milo on his show doesn't make him alt-right. I almost want to talk about Islam, but I just don't know how much we have to contribute to that conversation. Mm-mm, we don't. Sometimes it's good to just know your lane. Yeah, burn their books. That's it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not just going to have to throw that out there as the only thing. Um, here's the thing. My best friend, <laughs> um, like if you take his heritage back, he's sure. from Pakistan. He's mm-hmm. my best friend aside from Kenzie. She's my best friend. Mm. But like literally my best friend who comes on the show, love mm-hmm. the guy. But I think Islam needs to go through their awakening and realize that you can't kill gay people and your wife if she cheats on you and stuff like that. Like, there just needs to be changes made. There's changes made to everything. There needs to be a change made. So yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know what I can contribute to this conversation <laughs> about Islam once again. I so mean, wait, do you feel well, like okay? You're always- let me well, because I yeah. just let you say that. I mean, is there a? Would you acknowledge that there is an especially stringent scrutiny that's applied to uh, Islamic doctrine that's violent that you don't that we don't see applied to the West other Western religions? No, I actually don't. You don't think so? No, think I think that if you look at little- the Old Testament, which mm-hmm. I also think was changed, they went through the mm-hmm. Enlightenment. They have the New Testament now. But yeah, if you look at the Old Testament, it's pretty bad. But it's not as bad as your prophet fucking like you know. I'm not even going to get way into it. Mm-hmm. No, I think it is genuinely way worse, word for word. I mean, their prophet is a warmonger mm-hmm. who says, if you die fighting, you get to go have 72 virgins. Here's the thing. Um, people fighting Islamic places right now, they, ha- they have a lot of women soldiers. Because if you die to a woman in Islam, you, go to, you, you don't go to the good place. 
So they do it almost as just like a screw you. I'm like, hmm. that's hilarious. Wow. I learned it from there's a video of like a girl sniper and a bullet rarely miss, misses her head. And she's like, holy cow. And then there's a bunch of comments on why there's a lot of women soldiers hmm. fighting in the Middle East. It's a crazy thing. Here's, I don't like having controversial views though. I almost don't even want to have You're a podcast host. They're good. They're <laughs> good like, at sparking conversation. I feel like that's true. It is true. But in reality, I don't have any of these views in my free time. I'm just mm. a chill, free loving guy who doesn't define himself. I just like eating food and existing. Ooh, and doesn't define himself, I see. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Themselves. It's Noted. Not, it's not proper grammar to say I don't define themselves. I was having a chat with someone the other day about um, they are versus they is. And she really believes in they is um, to refer to a singular person who is doing something. Yeah, it's way more sense. Thomas is instead uh-huh. of Thomas are. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Who would ever say that? Right. But if you Thomas weren't using the, the word Thomas, like oh. if you were just using they. They is. Oh. They are. Oh, that makes sense because then it's the singular of they. That's mm. cool. Well, That's what, progress from mm-hmm. they are. Okay. You're, you're talking about a group of people if you say uh-huh. they are. They is is really smart. Whoever brought that up, props, 100% okay. props. Cool. So you're with they is. Yeah, they is. All right, That's cool. Because cool. even when I was in college and I went to one of the most liberal progressive colleges in the country. Yeah. Um, and I was close friends with a lot of the activist people until uh, there were too much. Dis- there was a lot of stuff happened that yeah. uh, didn't lead to us being as close of friends anymore. Mm. But um, – and even then, uh, we weren't using they is. We were using they, they is, are. They is is like updating grammar. They are just doesn't make sense. You can't make it plural and singular. But they is makes they singular. I mean, hypothetically. Uh-huh. Like I'm saying, grammar could update to make that make sense. Mm-hmm. But, oh, they are. Oh, maybe it makes sense. I just think of that as a group of people. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm so excited for my 10-day silent meditation retreat. I'm going to just wow. zoom. Sounds cool. Yeah, it's free. Well, it's you free. have a lot of um, – your kinesiology degree. Yeah. Um, and so you probably have um, some cool knowledge about wellness that I don't. Do you want to share any stuff? Yeah. yeah. I do try to tailor these chats to what a person, cool. you know, Thank is you passionate very much. about. This is what I would have liked. We haven't talked that much about your music and we haven't yeah. talked about your – My books? Kinesiology. I never books. gave you my book. And I have a screenplay out now, too. Yes, you do. Which is also published as a book. Okay, so um, if you <laughs> want to be healthy, you can work out all you want, but you need to walk every day, preferably an hour, and you will be healthy. Not if you work out and then you sit the rest of the day and you work out for 30 minutes or an hour or two hours. You need to walk every day, at mm. least an hour, preferably two. You need to walk. Mm. Um, and then if you're going to have any supplements collagen collagen's the one over protein powder which is pro, like it is kind of protein powder but it's just better for your ligaments and joints and stuff um outside of that i take vitamin c i don't think it does anything but i like the taste of it it's ascorbic acid so what they put on like uh sour patch kids and stuff so i just enjoy taking vitamin c um and i think the placebo of it makes me feel better yeah. for some reason yeah. um but yeah pretty much the only thing you need to do is walk a lot drink collagen Okay. And that's it. That's it. Where do people get collagen? Anywhere. I get it from Costco. It's the cheapest uh-huh. there. Um, okay. But I'm sure there's – you can just get bulk collagen anywhere. Um, and aside from that, deadlift. I don't really squat or do most any exercises. If you want to get healthy and you're willing to exercise, just deadlift. Um, huh. If you ever see people and they just look – oh, they just look weak and feeble. Uh-huh. It's probably because they don't deadlift because they just have like a back that goes straight into their leg. They don't have a butt, which is mm. like the hinge of your body. It's like where a lot of your fo- – like, you know, keeps you up. 
And if you sit all day and you never work it out, you know, and like you can hurt yourself squatting, but you're not going to hurt yourself deadlifting. You just drop the fucking weight. So big advocate of deadlifting, collagen, walks. And I've been playing around sleeping on the ground. I really like it. Not everyone's probably going to like it, but I've done it for a couple weeks now. Directly on the floor? Directly on the floor, on a carpet. I just wear clothes. Um, Except when Kenzie comes over, she won't do it. (laughs) So I do still have a bed on the ground. It's got to be somewhat of a soft carpet though. Not like this tile carpet we're sitting, we're laying on now or? No, but it's not like shag. Uh It's probably... Um, a centimeter yeah um but no it, it hurts the first two nights yeah and then you get really used to it and then yeah. you start waking up easier and just sleeping better it's like a deep tissue massage and eventually your body's like oh cool we're good we're, we don't really have as many things anymore yeah, yeah. um aside from that for mental yeah um, i guess i obviously can't speak to the half of people that don't have an internal monologue but if you have an internal monologue uh one psychedelics have helped me out a lot kratom hills helped me out a lot and just thinking things to the end if you think hey i'm gonna kill myself think it through to the end think why would mm. i want to kill myself what would mm. be the repercussions don't stop it i'm going to kill myself no i can't think about that and then mm. you keep having the ideation because you can't rationally i can bring it all the way to the rational end i'm like oh that is not an outcome preferable outcome mm-hmm. it's just like thinking oh i could jump out that window right now or swerve into traffic which everyone has the call avoid mm-hmm. it's just you can come to the oh no i don't want that that would hurt a lot and then you know people would be sad Come right. to the conclusions for all the thoughts you have. Don't stop any of them. You're allowed to think about anything, murdering, dying, uh, killing yourself, <laughs> anything. You can think about it. Just come to the end and c- conclusion why, if it's a bad thing, why it's bad. You need to develop your own ethics if you want to be happy and peaceful mentally. That's how to be happy mm. and healthy. Mm. I don't know how to be wealthy. I'm still working on it. Mm. I think one of the most um, powerful things for day-to-day mental health uh, and self-worth is integrity because um, Good point. you know you've got some of these people who maybe they are very uh, narcissistic or sociopathic to the point where they don't care that they don't have integrity. I'm right here, man. I'm right here. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but I think most people, uh, if you know, you are really trying to be an environmentalist, but you work at McDonald's and you know that the McDonald's is like pretty bad for the issues that you care about, you're not going to be day to day all that happy with going to work and spending your time there. Um, I, I, but I've t- tried to take integrity really far. Yeah. Like, uh, I was like, man, we now it's 2019. I was making this decision about my, my next vehicle. I wanted to have a car and I really wanted to try to get an electric car, even though it was maybe beyond my means. You made it happen. It did make it happen. I'm proud of you, man. That's cool. I don't have a home, but it, but I, <laughs> so that's, that's been the struggle, but that's been a little bit of a separate issue as well. Cause the home that I expected to be able to have, I was kind of pulled out of, um, but anyway, yeah, and I was like thinking about how, you know, it's, it's, I don't make that much money and I never have made very much money. And so when I do, I want to be really intentional about, about where I go and put that money and 100%. pass it along into the, into the rest of the, this big floating, uh, swimming pool of an economy that we're in. And, you know, my tiny little puddle over here, I'm going to try to do good things with it. So I'm all, I really try to only put money in things that I support. Do you have rich and, people plans, like rich people dreams of like, oh, I have so much money. I'm going to invest in young people like who are 20 just now finding an idea i want to help them make music or something that's what i dream about doing i'm not like that many steps out because my thing is that if i can blow up as a rapper which i i want to probably try to make a bunch of like um cheap ass like viral attempts at videos put them on tiktok film them upright and put them on tiktok i mean i have a friend who went on here he got six million views because of tiktok from just a little stupid ass video right you seriously tiktok is organic you were telling me that every video i've posted i've gotten close to a thousand views i've no yeah, followers amazing. on tiktok if they were good they'd get more so 
So TikTok yeah. is the way to do that. You're Seriously, right. film it upright. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you start posting those every once a, every couple of days on TikTok, you will get large. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it, mm-hmm. without a doubt in my mind. Well, I've certainly made the for me an aspect ratio shift from horizontal to vertical video was a long and powerful and challenging thing because. Well, just like Childish Gambino in 2013, uh, because the internet even has like a bit about it. He's like, you got to hold a horizontal, man. My N-word hold a horizontal, man. Uh, because he just didn't like that people were filming stuff vertically. But fights. then Prefer now like the specifically infrastructure of the world is just changing. It is. And we do view like a, the proportion of the time that we spend on vertical screens compared to horizontal screens is probably, is probably shifting really quickly. Yeah. So, a su- super funny personal and anecdote of this but then the is square videos are kind of annoying for oh, anything long no, yeah. yeah i mean they're just meant to be like as good as possible on either screen and it's yeah. usually the big black bars with a clickbaity yep. thing and some maybe some cry laugh emojis yeah yeah um but i'll probably do it at some point that's funny you know yeah and when I went to Kauai, I filmed it all top upright because I was expecting a 15-minute video. Mm-hmm. And I got over an hour of video. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, shit. And I condensed it down to a fun three-minute video. I don't know if you saw it. but um, like, I don't think I did. Oh, uh, it's on my Instagram. For anyone who wants to see a fun video with Devendra Banhart playing in the background, uh, it's nice. on my Instagram. Nice. Uh, not tigergruber.com. No. Um, <laughs> it's uh, So, I, I, like, I'm starting to film stuff upright. And my first short film, Breakfast of Champions, was filmed upright. Okay, right yeah. on. And then I've, I've since started doing things sideways because it's fun to watch something on like a TV, like a sure. big screen. Yes. Um, but I'm definitely going to play it up that both That to ways. me is like longer form stuff, anything above five minutes. Gosh. Yeah, I would even. Three, yeah, two I would, minutes. I, I'd go eight. I've gone in my, uh, well, I mean, I sit in my car and I, you know, prop my phone up on my steering wheel while I'm chilling and, nice. uh, you know, I'll, I'll watch an eight minute video or whatever. But mm-hmm. longer than that, probably not. Yeah. Probably not going to hey, do did it. Did people who bought um, Series 1 Teslas, didn't they get free charging for life? So, if you got a Series 1 Tesla, you could have a home and free charging free for life. Free unlimited supercharging, yeah. That's crazy. I'm not glad you, Tesla I'm people, glad you right? brought that up because you know what song I listened to twice on the way here? Soul by Tiger Guru? No. Don't Doubt Your Vibe by Elon EDM Musk. That's so funny, dude. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that guy. He's hilarious. I genuinely really adore Elon Musk. Me too. Yeah, I really, really am a fan of him. Yeah. yeah. And our friend Brandon Davis, uh, he he brought me along on the Elon Musk thing a long time ago because I didn't even know what Tesla was mm. for a long time. Yeah. I just knew it was kind of like this, um, you know, high-end kind of sp- futuristic car. And that made me feel like, okay, that's probably not going to be anything I would afford or want. Yeah. Um, but th- knowing how, how deep his plans are to, to make the – transportation economy like actually live up to the year that we're in (laughs) that i think is pretty positive yeah i'm a big fan of that guy we're over an hour how long do your shows normally go you know i i've been hitting close to two hours before but um you know we'll maybe we'll go for another 15 20 minutes beautiful Uh, i'm glad we got we should have not started with controversial topics you can't start with controversial topics with me because i have the most controversial topics in the world Mm, true well i don't know what this show is but i i because especially because i'm kind of a traveler i don't have like a home base Mm -hmm. to bring everybody through the same experience yeah um but i've tried to what i like about podcasts is they often do give a similar experience like for all the people that come in and so like listeners have the same sort of comparison they can make you know it's like what's what's it like for tulsi to be on i keep thinking of rogan because i'm honestly not that deep in the podcast things Mm, you know i've i like the very first podcast that i really like 
was MuggleCast. And it oh, was it was MuggleNet.com's um, Harry Potter podcast. And it was like a three or four person chat about po- Harry Potter. And uh, I used to listen to that in middle school and it was great. Um, really quick. Do you remember that thing where it was like Snape? Snape. Potter Snape. Puppet Pal. Snape. Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Ooh, Harry Potter. Um, Harry Potter. That's I, me. I listen to dozens of hours of podcasts a week. Mostly nice. Rogan. Occasionally Duncan Trussell. Occasionally others. Um, but I rarely listen to my own. Like I do. I listen to my own. But I don't listen to it as much as I probably should. Because I was there having the conversation. And it's right. so hard to listen to yourself sometimes. Where you're like, oof, why is I such a dumbass? Mm. Uh, especially earlier episodes. When you're on, this is going to be your fifth or sixth episode? Seventh? Seventh. Um, could be eighth. Eighth. Um, you don't want to stack up two white men in a row. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, it's one fifty eighth or whatever. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I haven't fully even like done that yet with like the uh, determining which uh, ones are from episodes two to 150. That's funny. But, uh, it'll happen. It'll happen. Um, yeah. but point is it's not important. I really didn't have the form of my show until easily episode nine, uh-huh. which is when you first came on. And then it really took form around episode 30 mm. vividly episode 30 with Jason Dorsett's second appearance was like a rebirth for the show. I'm like, all right, yeah. I think I got a more well-rounded view of what it is. Yeah. And then episode 50, I'm rebirthing it again. So mm-hmm. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Well, podcasts, I don't know. Literally don't know what I was going to say about podcasts. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It's cool. Do you yeah. have any critique? Give me criticism well, on I just live. Ta- Do I have a critique of your show? Yeah. <laughs> the, the funniest critique was I don't listen enough the, the to The very first thing it. was the name. I mean, at first, just because. Uh, oh, interesting. It, yeah. I told you that before that I don't think the name communicates what what's happening mm. i mean it does in that there are talks and they're happening with tiger but <laughs> <laughs> uh just like knowing you know you see you scroll through podcasts and that like npr has a lot of good podcasts planet yeah. money hidden brain those are pretty cool podcasts it is um but i know you don't actually like npr style podcasts you okay. kind of hate it joe rogan i like joe rogan's and duncan yeah. trussell's family yeah. are I like ones yeah. that are just like i like the person yeah i think what really appeals to people to podcasts is the, i like broken radio that's the only one right. it's with you know who uh it's malcolm, no. with malcolm gladwell and rick rubin mm. crazy good podcast i just worry about accessibility sometimes of mm. the podcast like okay if if i do this podcast like your format or Joe Rogan format or whatever, where I just sit there and have an uncensored, unedited chat for the whole time. I, first of all, I know that that is a kind of a limited and almost niche kind of audience, I think. Interesting. Um, but also that it's, it's limited in how they're not there. That's only a small subset of the population that would come on a show like that. Oh, you know what I mean? Maybe like, for example, like, when local news goes to goes to an event, they they don't have pr- trouble getting somebody to do like you know two yeah. minute like answer some questions on the camera. But mm-hmm. they would have a much harder time if they were asking for an a ninety hour. minute sit down. Yeah, with someone, it's been radically easier to find people to come on the show after the first like fifty episodes. The first fifty mm-hmm. were tough mm-hmm. to find people because they're like, oh, is this really going to last? Am I going to waste my time? Now, almost most people I asked are like, yeah, heck yeah, nice. Mm. Nice. That's cool. And I would argue it wouldn't, it isn't a niche market. I think, I mean, Joe Rogan's the biggest podcaster in the world aside mm. from maybe serial. Like Joe Rogan's expected to make a hundred million dollars this year from podcasting. Really? He has over 2 billion downloads. Damn. 
That's not just that the niche money of the market. part. The billion downloads is that's oh that's actually still two huge. billion downloads. Yeah, and that was last yeah, year, two. so he's probably at closer to two point two or something. It's a it's amazing. Yeah. Do you know how I first discovered Joe Rogan? How? Do you, do you know no. how you first discovered Joe Rogan? Yeah, my roommate. Uh, shout out to Rick Hubble, one of the coolest cats okay, out I'm there. I'm talking about like elementary school for me. Fear oh, Factor, the show oh, that he was on. Yeah, I never knew about him. You until, never knew until about until that about show a year ago. I didn't even know podcasts or him until a year ago. Here's how that show went down. Here's a big scary action stunt, and then we'll go to a commercial break. Now you got to be in a fucking bucket of worms, and then we'll go back to the scary action stunt for the third one. That's all it was. The second one, the second like fear scary task was always like you eat maggots or you're in a or big bathtub of or worms. Uh, mule semen, I think, was the one that got him kicked off the air. Oh, really? Yeah, I drove her and talked about it a couple Unsurprising. times. Unsurprising. Yeah, gross there was stuff. a Metallica album cover. Oh, we'll, we'll wrap around, around to music and then we'll close out the show. Beautiful. Um. There was a Metallica uh, album cover, uh, Load and Reload, mm. and it was actually literally called Load. And it was an artist who had taken a couple panels of glass mm-hmm. and some cow's blood yeah. and uh, ejaculated semen uh, onto the glass with the cow's blood on one of them and urinated on another one. And then put them together and shone light through it and then took the album cover photos for the Metallica albums. Wow. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. I'm going to look it up. Well, he also did a, a work that was very controversial called Piss Christ. Mm. And uh, it was a fingering of Jesus Christ in a bottle of urine. Um, and his defense of it was that it was a pro-Christian thing. He was making an artistic statement about what has been done to Christ. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, music's a crazy thing, man. I, I'm definitely going to make more music uh, in the near future for anyone Do who... Do you like the Elon Musk song? I'm, Don't doubt your I'm vibe? I'm not a wook. I'm not a ketamine uh, lover uh, enthusiast who listens to that kind of music. So, oh, no, not for me personally. So you don't like techno EDM? Um, no. I, I don't particularly seek it out either. Yeah. Um, that said, it was fun. It was fun to listen to. I think the vocals, if the vocals had been different, it would have been really oh, good. Oh, you're, yeah. 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 <laughs> when I first heard it, I liked it. But as I, you know heard it a couple more times i was like the, these, yeah. these could be just a little better yeah it's just like all and it's just too repetitive um i think there's better music out there which i prefer to listen to and there is better and worse in art i've finally come to a conclusion with that um if you want to listen to a bad album look up don't uh <laughs> too busy dreaming to fall asleep by tiger um it's on oh Spotify i thought you everywhere. were actually gonna like randomly just take a shot at someone <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to listen to bad music look yeah. up drake no drake's fine um yeah. And then, yeah, I'm going to make another uh, EP, probably closer to EDM-based music. Just happy, like uh, Up on Melancholy Hill by the Gorillas. Up yeah. on Melancholy Hill, there's a plastic yeah. beach. I like that you have a low voice. I can't, I don't have a low voice. I can't do a high voice. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. At all. I can't even sing. <laughs> I can sing low. That's it. But yeah, There was a song we did, um, Head in the Heart, Rivers and Roads, my acapella group, mm. senior year. And I got to sing the bass, and this is the note that I hit. That that bottom note, was, I, I got to sing that note, and it just made me really happy, because I never got to sing a bass part the whole nice. acapella group. I saw one of your acapellas um, where you're the main person. I don't oh, remember cool. what song it was off the top of my head. It was either Pokemon, Take On Me, take, take or on me. Like Take On Me, and you hit most of the high notes. That Thanks, was the name man. of it. Yeah, it was Thanks, good. Man. It was good. I was like, yeah, I did make a couple like little errors on that live performance, but acapella is a hard thing to do, acapella dude. Acapella is beautiful. It's a beautiful. difficult art, because, and it is beautiful, absolutely. But I almost like, as I got to know acapella more, um, the, the groups that were really good at it, all seemed like some of the most stuck-up musicians I ever met. Interesting. <laughs> Just happened to be. But then I kind of realized that it kind of is 
those things go hand in hand just a little bit. Like to be really good at acapella, you have to be like, you have to be kind of a no nonsense kind of, I care about music and I, and my music is important kind of person. Yeah. Otherwise you're not going to be precise enough to be in the group. I think I'm with you here. uh, Here's a question I got before we wrap it up um, is, so how are you going to put out this episode? If you are, cause I mean like it starts off really good. You think people will be okay with how the bit starts? Like, you having just a well let's talk a little bit about our background let's 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 humanize yeah our because we know each other situation well. yeah yes i don't think it started out well um but i think it's good to be okay and honest and tell that's part of free speech you know i'm not comfortable with everything said in this episode um beautiful but, of you to say that but even then somebody who is sympathetic to uh, alt-right points of view. Like, I really believe we need to win those people back on the battlefield of ideas. And, you know, maybe am I being too sensitive by being like, oh gosh, he said he's alt-right. You're not a sensitive I don't want to do any of this. I don't want to, you know, let me make sure that you all know at home. I, I disavow this as I platform it. Like... <laughs> no, I think it's necessary if that's the kind of platform you're building is like, if you appeal to the left, like you really do have to make that clear. And I respect that. That's why I'm like, like, I know you don't agree with this. I'm just mm-hmm. saying it. And I didn't try to persuade anyone. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't, you weren't platforming someone making persuasive points for, uh, you just asked me questions <laughs> about myself and I answered them. Right. Um, I think if you were platforming me while I was like throwing out statistics that were racist and yeah. stuff like that, like very validly, um, I think that would be bad on your part. But that's why on my show, I'm like, you can be left or right. I don't care. I'm center deal with it you know um <laughs> yeah. but yeah so i i respect you man i respect that you'd even have someone who is not left i think that's just as you have different races and genders and stuff on your show i think it's important to have people on different parts of the political spectrum on your show right so that's on. why that's why i kind of came in hot and heavy like that because I, cool. I think you should push for that as well well our background is knowing each other through school and uh, i care deeply as i've said about education and youth issues um and north eugene is gonna get a brand new building oh cool um, and with that Bummer. comes a new opportunity i'm oh, gonna go i'm gonna go through yeah, and see it one more time yeah absolutely um, be fun. We can, maybe we can go to a basketball game or something i think ooh, february is basketball still in season right uh, yeah yeah i just saw yeah. someone's uh, story where they had north eugene basketball nice. let's check out a game or something cool. that'd be a lot of fun um as someone who went through North and I went through North, mm-hmm. I wore the shorts the shirt specifically because I was going to be with you today. What would you like to see out of that community? Like through this opportunity that they have to get a new building. Oh, for uh, brandy to get fired. No, I'm calling. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, no. kidding. I'm not going to call someone out. Um, I think they need radical reform in the way that they teach youth um, through all high schools, not specifically North. I feel like I Let's was talk about that. We can stolen. go to an hour and a half if yeah. we get juicy on education. Yeah. I feel like my education was stolen from me and I learned more from YouTube than I did from school. I think, the tenets that they teach you in school are a waste. I think the half-life of um, facts ruins the way that they're teaching you. They don't teach you how to be the sustainably. The half-life of facts meaning the the cycle of having to take the test and then move on to the next unit? The half-life of facts for any different field, like for some fields it's a lot longer, but um, there's, there's an amount of years that's between like 7 or 49 for longer ones where half the amount of studies are false after seven years for like, oh, wow. for um, like, if you were to go back, you know, like my mom was just saying that she was in astrology or like a, she worked at the planetarium when I was like, before I was born right. and how she's like, Oh my God, all this stuff. We like, we used to think we were the only galaxy in the universe and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like 
things we know are false. We shouldn't be teaching people stuff. We need to be teaching people ways to learn and um, tenants to be happy and healthy people that can then learn and apply it better. So I think school is a broken ass system that should be changed. I think it's cool that North's getting a new one, but I mean, they got rid of NIHS after I got one year of it. And same with the... Kelly, I got removed from Da Vinci after one. Da Vinci went away after one year of me. I think NIHS did a really powerful thing, and I think the small schools in general all did of just giving students a sense that they were learning something in a in a in a meaningful and in an intentional way. The American high school is kind of where dreams go to die. Yeah, it is. It is (laughs) in college, but yes, yeah, high school too. Um, And so. You feel so much like a system that that you're that you're being pushed through and that you're being grinded through. And I think that the small schools like North International High School um, just was like a team of people that they really would go through at their staff meetings. I sat in on one of them and they would t- like talk. I, I wasn't there for this portion of it, but they, they they talked about how they talk about every single student by name. Oh wow! At the staff meetings, wow, that's yes. crazy. They often awesome. did that. That would be cool. See, yes. I wasn't a part of that. Yes, that was a bummer. Um, and so, you know, when you say like, you know, you, you basically have this, this view of education that like there needs to be some really, really big scale systemic overhaul kind I of think stuff. Ed- I think the internet is going to take really it over good stuff if not. that's happening. I think it's, it's stuck in the past. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the internet has been really cool to watch. I mean, third grade, we had, um, Hyperstacks, hyper, uh, hyper studio, I think is what it's called. And they're cool. They were like, kind of like, um, kind of a liminal space between a website and a PowerPoint. So it was kind of like a, like a deck that you would click on and make buttons. And it was, I guess it was more like a website than anything. Yeah. Um, but if you, but you know, the internet is doing a lot to change the way that we learn, but isn't there still, do you have fundamental qualms with the content being taught? Yes, 100%. And what what are the qualms? I don't believe history will help you be happier, healthier, or wealthier in life. Well, yeah, you know, I spoke about this. Here's our real background. We've had, we. I, Thomas has been on my show three times, um, on Talks <laughs> with Tiger three times. You should check them out. I think they're really, really great. Yeah. they're, they're So, so we actually have some background recently, mm-hmm. not school. Like, we didn't really know each other in school. You knew my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and we occasionally saw each other. But this is really yeah, our dude, background. Colton, Colton talking. Uh, rapped on a song on the Brian Stevenson Ball in a Cup project that we recorded in my bedroom in nice. 2013, baby. Hey, he's a cool guy. CG. I, like I love Colton. Yeah, me as well. Colton's I, a I, wonderful my brother. Person. I love that guy. <laughs> I mean, I really have deep love for everybody in that NIHS class of 2012. I really yeah. do. I miss those people. Hey, one thing. Would you be okay talking about on air? Um, did you Were you going to school last year and you're not going to school this year? Speaking of education. Yes. Is there yeah, a reason? I've been, a, I've been in a... Did, didn't you have like a full ride kind of thing too? Yes. Yeah. But it's on a, it's on a medical leave. I'm mm. on a, yeah, I'm on a, I'm on a leave and, uh, I'm taking some time because I didn't know I had bipolar disorder and bipolar disorder is like the more that I come to terms with it, I realize it's very, very powerful and central to who I am. And New York was a challenge. So I have a few incompletes in some classes. Um, but I'm going to go back. Um, and if I don't win the mayoral race, which again, like I said, it's not the most likely that I will win it. But if I can get on that top two ballot in May, then I'm going to, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to try really hard to win in November. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, but there's also the reality that, man, there's so much that went into that teaching program that was concerning. And again, like, 
with teaching and education. Like it, it consumes so much of your life and you're, and it kind of makes you a public figure in a small area. And, um, I also really want to be someone who goes all in in my twenties with trying to trying to make my art happen. Mad respect. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know that teaching is the right route. I think that I got a lot out of that one year in New York. Mm-hmm. I know I got a lot of that one year in New York. And honestly, like the fact that I went to Columbia University for a master's degree program was pretty damn cool. Yeah. Um. And uh. But there's other things too, like integrity, right? Like I said, like I don't like to put my money anywhere where I don't feel like it's a good cause. And I hate that school. Ah, (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate almost all the Ivy League schools. I mean, how could I not? Knowing, uh, and I'm talking about them as schools, not about the people who work there. I'm talking about a culture that develops. I'm talking about a sense of entitlement that these institutions have to your money. Mm Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll nickel and dime you at every corner. And, yeah, it's it's rough, dude. <laughs> Except instead of nickels and dimes, it's 20s and 50, 40s. $20 for registration. <laughs> oh, $40 because it's a day late. And then it's not nickels and dimes that they're taking from you. It's, it's vast amounts of money. It these is. Colleges. It is. We just need to update nickel and dime to 20 and 40. And it's like any system that you have to pay so much into to have the credibility to change that system. Yeah. That's there is the corruption right there because most people ninety nine times out of a hundred are are like oh man I'm so like I've already given everything into this school um, and now I should just kind of like discredit not make yeah. not try to I don't know make change I'm not I don't know what I'm even saying here but there's a big I I think that you would feel it if you were on that campus for a few months is like oh this isn't a place that cares about people that's how I felt at OSU. Mm. Yeah. Hard. I think they care about their grad students, but undergrad students throw them to the wolves. They oh, don't care. I believe that. Yeah. So it's a bummer. But yeah, I'm hungry. I'm going to get some food in my belly. I'm going to go right eat on, some more dude. of my uh, potato and sausage soup. I love for food. this week. I would love to have a food chat with someone. I did have a chef, though. Oh, yeah. I did have Kyron, but. You missed opportunity. Yeah. Like, my, my chats are just so unfocused. Like at least you have a th- you you basically will put it in the title of your episode what mm. your show what your show is about. I typically don't even do that, so. But this has been really fun, it's been a and pleasure. I want to ask you the last question. Yes. What's one way we could all be less stupid? Ooh, one way you can be less stupid. Try psychedelics. Try MDMA. Try mushrooms. Try DMT. Not endorsed by the candidate. Not endorsed by you, but it's endorsed <laughs> by me, Tiger Gruber. All right. I'm glad I gave you the platform to share that you believe in those things. Yeah. Um, don't you think that there's a level of responsibility you might have to take that you're endorsing those behaviors yeah. and those can be unsafe in some context? Yeah. Anyone who watches and says they took it because of me, you're lying and I don't endorse it, but I'm just speaking from my own. Thank you very much actually for that opportunity. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. People can speak freely about it. I think it's made me less stupid. I think a lot of things have made me less stupid. Uh, reading Krishnamurti. I'll change mine. Don't take psychedelics. Read Krishnamurti. Okay. Beautiful. And listen to Naval Ravikant. Right and on. me, and me. Let's go listen to Talks with Tiger, the main man. Go, I love it. Go get changed to be an alt-righter. Where can they find it? No. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it bugs you so much when I say alt-right, doesn't it? Sorry. Um, it, doesn't that, it does reveal something about me. Yeah, I'm really, really turned off by that phrase, but but I but I don't know that much about alt-right as a I don't as think anyone does. No one calls himself alt-right. It's just a phrase that people I mean, call other people. Have you ever met of, someone or seen someone online who's just, like, I'm alt-right? Don't you think there's just too much over? with the white nationalists 
I don't you think fall, that there are a lot? At all. I haven't fallen at all. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, right. I'm not it's, hurting any. I'm not going to go hurt anyone. I platform people with radically different opinions than me. Mm-hmm. It's lighthearted. I just think because of some of my views. Like I'm, I'm like you know a view, uh, something that triggers me, and you said it like multiple times. But I'm like I don't care that much. Sure. The word cis, trying yeah. to make trying to make non transgender people call themselves cis male. Uh huh. It's just a way to make it male is not the normal. It's like trans male or cis male. I'm not going to add another. It's like, remember um, when we were probably eight? I mean, you had to, add you five, think you have to make that distinction. But no, I'm a male. I, who cares? You can think I'm a trans male. I don't care. I don't care. If you, if you, ex- if you really think that I'm a woman transitioned to a male, it doesn't offend me. I'm a mm-hmm. male. And I think trans male should just go by male. Who cares? Unless you want to be specifically trans male, then call I, okay, yourself that. There's, and here's another challenge with our language. Like there's a difference between being a man and a male and a female and a woman. Um, and, like you know, I I know I have feminist friends who like they don't like the uh, when like let's say a hip hop song comes on and people say that they're gonna get some females to come over to the party because it just sounds like it's just de- degrading. It doesn't even like talk about their womanhood and it doesn't talk about their human humanity, their personhood. It's just you're a female, which means that you have reproductive organs that are feel compatible with mine, and so. <laughs> What are you doing in my show? What have I done? <laughs> no one I think you're the, the youngest guest on the show. Actually, Ty Yi and you are, are roughly the same age. Yeah. And now I'm realizing, like, okay, I want to get, like, high schoolers and stuff on the show. But this is, like, this has become so juvenile. You perverted the dang show. No. I literally, no, sorry. I love it. Go, I don't know what I'm doing. Go read Krishnamurti and check out my, my show, Talks with Tiger. It's wherever you're listening to this. It's, it's on YouTube. Go listen to it on Spotify or Apple Podcast. It's beautiful. What uh, if I just purposely make every episode a train wreck? Because those are fun to watch. That'd be funny. You know, you what if I like stumble my way through this one. on purpose? Yeah, you start yelling at guests. What the you don't fuck know are my, you talking about, man? There's, well, I fucking hate everything you do. <laughs> and you're never going to convince me. Um, uh, I'm actually no, not a fan actually, of anything you do. There's <laughs> another character. There's another character that it's, I don't think it's soybean but this is a voice that I really like to do and I don't think I'm funny but I still like to entertain myself in the stillness of the world it's just this character with this voice and I don't know what he's particularly concerned about but he's always concerned about things I heard there's a city ordinance that says that you have to bring your dogs if you're riding your bike I can't bring my dog while I'm riding my bike this is not something I can abide by I went to the city council and I didn't get any change done but I'm going to keep advocating who do you think I'm making fun of with that voice? I literally don't know. I don't know. I don't think I have to be making fun of someone. I think some people see themselves. Here's the thing. If you use that, you should use it in shorter segments. I think that's I've a really good voice. people tell me voice. that it's an old person's voice, and I don't know that that's what I mean it to be. No, I think it's a stuffly guy with a deviated septum or something. Okay. Um, that's like that's something. It's not like I'm not saying a pure septum, deviated septum. Um, you should use that in shorter. So like if you have that in your movie, you should only have it in like 10 seconds, not like yeah. 30 seconds. It just runs on. You're like, okay, next. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair. But it's funny. I like it. All yeah, right. It's a What's pleasure. one way we can all be more stupid? Ooh. Cut off the podcast abruptly. Peace. Peace.